Good morning, church. I trust that you are well and comfortable in your homes out of this rain that is approaching Easton. We certainly would have loved to have done this at the park. That was the plan, and yet God had a different plan, and we trust him no matter what when those plans don't go as we expect. And today, we're gonna talk a little bit about the fact that we have a God who at all times and in all ways is in control and wants us to remember his faithfulness to us. We have a God who moves and works in ways that he gives us the privilege of seeing at times, and we can praise him and worship him when we see his hand at work. Our God is a God who is known by us as he reveals himself, and he wants us to look back and remember. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about altar building, because our God is a God who builds altars to himself all throughout our lives. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Exodus chapter 20. We're going to read through Exodus chapter 20, starting in verse 22. But before we get there, I just want us to think about the fact that we are image bearers of God, and there is something within every single one of us that has this propensity, this tendency to look back and remember, because that's what our God does. We all celebrate holidays, like this weekend, Labor Day. We celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. We build monuments and we have grave markers. And we keep mementos from those things that were dear to us. All of those things are a reflection of what God has put in us, not to merely remember those times in our life, but to be opportunities to remember his goodness and his power and his glory as he has moved. After Yahweh led his people out of captivity, out of Egypt, preparing them giving them the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, which is the beginning of Exodus chapter 20, the very first thing after the Ten Commandments, the moral law for his people, he gave them instructions on how to build altars, on how to remember him well and to give him praise as he moved in their lives. God's people are altar builders, and they were before he even gave the Ten Commandments. If you read through the book of Genesis, you will see that Noah built an altar, 
right after he was delivered from the flood. Abram built an altar on many occasions as the Lord him, led him to the land of promise, as the Lord delivered him in battle, as he even prepared to sacrifice his own son Isaac. And the Lord provided, as he always does. Isaac, of course, was just like his dad, built altars, and Jacob, like his dad and his grandfather, built altars. Moses builds an altar right before the Ten Commandments are given, and Joshua builds an altar after, when they arrive in the Promised Land. Gideon built an altar, Samuel built an altar, David built an altar. The people of God are altar builders. They look back and they remember and they give praise and worship and glory and honor to our God. And so how were they supposed to do that? Well, I wanna read this text and draw out three points, three ways that we are still called to build altars today. So this is what the word of God says in Exodus chapter 20, starting in verse 22. And the Lord said to Moses, thus you shall say to the people of Israel, you have seen for yourselves that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make gods of silver to be with me, nor shall you make for yourselves gods of gold. An altar of earth you shall make for me and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. If you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of hewn stone. For if you wield your tool on it and you profane it, and you shall not go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness be not exposed on it. So three things that I want to draw from here to encourage us as we remember and give praise to our God. And the first thing that the text shows us is that at all times and in all things, as we look to our God, we must do so with humble acknowledgement of who he is. He is the creator. He is Alpha and Omega. He is holy and righteous and sovereign and good no matter what, and there is nothing that we could possibly do with our hands to encapsulate who our God is. The Lord is very direct. He says, build the altar out of earth. Basically, make a mound. Don't even try to do anything that would suggest you could somehow capture my majesty. And if you're in a rocky place, then use stones that have not been touched in any way by human hands. Because why? God is holy, and we cannot even comprehend how we could possibly encapsulate that holiness. 
We have to humbly acknowledge who our God is in all things, and we submit to that. We submit to him. We submit to how he has revealed himself to us. And as we do so, we remember how he moves because of who he is. The act of building an altar is an act of worship. It's a humble acknowledgement of our God and of his gracious and merciful presence in our lives. Not due to anything that we have ever done, but only because of what he does because of his great love for us. And so as we humbly come and we remember who he is, we recognize then how he has moved. And building an altar, biblically, was done for several reasons. The primary reason was to help to cement, to memorialize, to commemorate a unique point in time that the people of God wanted to look back and remember or to set apart a specific place that God had shown them as unique, a place where he was encountered by them. And in building the altar, the first thing that the Lord says to do after the altar is built is to sacrifice upon it. And that is the second point. Altar building is not only humble acknowledgement of who our God is, altar building is also about sacrificial worship. Of recognizing that there is None like our God. And anything that could potentially separate our hearts from drawing closer to his must be put on the altar. God specifically gives several different types of offerings that can be made. All of them in an agrarian society encapsulated material things, wealth, things that my heart could be rooted in. The self-provision that I could provide in hunting or sheep herding or farming. And God says, these are the things I want you to sacrifice. These are the things I want you to put in to submission of me. These are the things I want you to give up. That's what a sacrifice was. It's a very unique type of worship. It is a worship that releases to the Lord and says, it is yours, God. You have it. You do with it what you will. You be glorified. You be praised. And the reason why our God says to do this is because he is a holy and jealous God. If we go back to, well, earlier in Exodus, he tells us that very directly, that he is a jealous God and will not allow us to have any gods before him. 
and the practice of remembering who our God is and bringing a sacrifice to him is meant to remind us that he is high above all else and there is nothing that compares and we are called to live open-handedly before him, not holding on to anything that he says to put on the altar. And thirdly, Altar building is about humble worship. It is about sacrificial worship. And altar building is about looking back and also looking forward. He says in verse 24, in every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. And that blessing comes through remembering who our God is and how he's moved in the past and knowing that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he will move the same way again. Amen. Praise God. And he will be with us, and for no other reason than the fact that we have our God with us, we will be blessed. No matter what happens, there is no blessing like having and knowing our God. Amen? Remembrance is a discipline of worship that should be regularly engaged in. And initially, when we were going to do this outside, we were going to have an opportunity for testimonies. But not today. But that's why we share testimonies and services. That's why we can come together and give glory and praise to our God when we remember who he is and what he has done, trusting to look forward to how he will move. And the most important thing, of course, to remember, and what all of this points to, is the fact that the Lord is continuing to move through his son, Jesus, who is the one who actually fulfilled all of this because he was the ultimate sacrifice for us all. And we were, again, going to celebrate the Lord's Supper today. We'll do that next week, Lord willing. But 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 says, As you come to him, Jesus, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That is altar-building language. The church is made up of living stones shaped by God, not us. We have no ability to shape ourselves. It is only the Spirit of God working in us. It is His hand at work. And we are rooted and built upon the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. And we move and grow and have our firm footing and 
salvation through Christ alone, who is also our high priest, who is the one overseeing the sacrifices. Even as we come alongside him as fellow priests, a holy priesthood, 1 Peter 2, 5 says, that offers spiritual sacrifices, that is altar-building language. And what is the sacrifice that we give today, church? Well, Romans 12 tells us, most of you could probably quote it, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. The Lord has built us together, and we are called to walk in sacrifice wherever he directs us, serving him however he calls us in whatever place that is, with whatever people. And we give him glory and honor and praise as we do so. That is worship. That is living a life on the altar, on his altar, the altar that is rooted in Jesus Christ. And so as we remember who our God is and we acknowledge how he moves in our lives and that we desire nothing, absolutely nothing to come in the way of that. We offer up those sacrifices to him and chiefly ourselves. Because if we're not worshiping our God, then the primary thing that we are gonna be worshiping is ourselves. But by the grace of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we live lives where we offer up ourselves as living sacrifices, remembering how God has moved and looking forward to how he will continue to move in our spiritual worship. Psalm 62, verses five through eight. Say this, for God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Our Lord has taken our hearts of stone and replaced them with hearts of flesh, living stone that he builds up and he transforms and he sends out for the glory of his name and the furtherance of his kingdom. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we come before you And we recognize that you are a God 
who remembers, who knows what we have experienced and have gone through, and you are with us through it all. Your power is made perfect and evident and glorious in our weakness. And so we come before you, Lord, humbly acknowledging who you are. Lord, we pray that we would have lives, hearts, minds that are fixed on you. You are holy and righteous and good. You are steadfastly loving and faithful. Your gracious love is poured out. Your mercies are new every morning. And because of who you are, Lord, you move in our lives and you show us those areas that we hold back and you call us to sacrifice to give that up to you, Lord. And we pray that your spirit would teach us, your spirit would refine us, your spirit would move within us to be able to put those things on the altar before you, that they would be released to you, they are yours. Chiefly, Lord, ourselves, our own selfishness, our own pride, Lord. That we would live lives of spiritual worship before you, not being conformed to the pattern of this world, but being transformed as you renew our minds, Lord. And as we look back and remember and we give you praise, Lord, we walk with you and we walk in your blessing as we go forward, serving you in all we do because you are the same. You do not change. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for your son, who is the ultimate sacrifice that all of us can find our salvation, our peace, our rest within, and look to as the author and perfecter of our faith, the one who began the good work and will bring it to completion. We thank you and praise you, Lord, for that truth and that comfort. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.